0: Welcome back, dear listeners, to the Pasithea Powder. The following recordings continue the unspeakable tale of Lieutenant Sophie Green and Dr. Jane Gonzalez, two persistent women from the planet of Cassandra and the secrets they discovered after the war. Last time, Jane and Moreau's hair-raising encounter with Egarin Viscera led to a potential scientific breakthrough in the quest to reverse pasathea and the two began to build a more harmonious working relationship. Meanwhile, Sophie made an unsettling discovery about Captain Dunn, who has been abusing Pasithea. Even worse, listeners, on a call with Agent Blanc... Sophie uncovered a piece of her past. She is the reason Evelyn Glass is dead. A very special thanks to premium patrons Cece Fong and Anonymous, who helped make this episode possible. This is episode 19, Unforgivable. Let us begin.
1: There's a ship out there.
2: And a ship here ordering you to return. Ordering.
1: A ship in distress and our orders are to... My
2: orders supersede those orders.
1: Conditions are worsening. I can still see ahead of me. I'm almost... You're distracting me. Green. signal was coming from somewhere over here, but I could swear... Jesus Christ, it's huge. Shit. Salazar, are you there? Salazar? Okay, I'm being boarded. I mean, they've been... They've got me in some kind of holding bubble. I've never seen anything like... I'm sending my coordinates, but don't... Don't come. I think... This is Lieutenant Sophie Green of the Ardent, a joint psa Cassandra mission. If you don't want me to shoot you, maybe ask before you start tearing apart my ship. I'm going to open the hatch, then we can talk. Can we talk? I'm opening the hatch. I'm coming over to the door. Can you hear me? Maybe you should... Maybe you should come closer. Closer.
3: (gasps) Sophie.
1: Don't move. Sophie? Don't move. Don't... Shut up. Shut up! I've frozen you like this. You asshole. This gun, it... You don't want to stay like this forever, right? If you want me to fix it... Tell your friends to release the ship. You're coming with me.
3: I'm so cold.
1: It's a side effect. It will pass.
3: You'll hurt me.
1: I won't. I I promise you you'll be safe with me, but come on, help me. Help me help you.
3: All right.
0: Let's go.
4: Lieutenant Sophie Green is not available.
5: Hi, Sophie. It's been a little while since the last time I heard from you. Since before my last message. Um, I remember what you said about no contact just being part of the job, so I'm trying not to make any assumptions. Uh, don't worry, I'm not going to call a general again. I hope you're okay. We've been making really good progress here. I... I won't bore you with the details, but the insight we had is panning out. I think it's panning out. I mean, so does George, and so does Shaw, and even Weber seemed impressed, so um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that it's, uh... It's
6: panning out!
5: <laughs> well, okay, there you go. It's panning out. Um, well, okay, there, that's something else I should tell you about. It's kind of hard to explain, but... So, we performed an unsupervised dissection on an Egerin subject, which is... Well, illegal, but also a little dangerous because, um...
6: Don't say that shit on a recording.
5: I I trust this encryption.
6: Yeah, and what happens if someone unlocks the permissions and hands the whole thing to Eleanor Lopez? Implicate yourself if you want to, but leave me out of it.
5: Fine. Uh, so, okay, I can't tell you all the details, but George and I understand each other better now because of science. So that's different, and... (sighs) God, I can't send this.
6: This is your fifth attempt at leaving a fucking voicemail. You're not allowed to take it from the top again.
5: (sighs) Computer, delete the last ten seconds of recording, please.
7: Message edited.
5: Anyway, work is going well. Right now, we're waiting to hear about a timeline for starting animal trials. So, really well. Call me when you can. I was not in a great place the last time we talked. I'd like to hear from you. Um, okay. Stay safe.
6: There. That wasn't so hard, was it?
5: It's just strange. I hate leaving it like that with her. I said some things, well, do you remember?
6: Not the specifics, just that you had a fight.
5: Yeah. It's so weird how the details of the experience are fading so unevenly.
6: Plain old human memory has nothing on telepathy. I guess our brains can't hang on to all that and still uh, fire neurons and think new thoughts and keep the old system pumping. Yeah.
5: Write that down. It's a good insight. Could be valuable for future researchers.
6: Toss me the notebook.
5: Anyway, I just feel weird about having something this huge happen and not being able to tell Sophie about it.
6: You can totally tell her. Just wait until you're not literally leaving a recording. Like, even a live call would be better. Right. Yeah.
5: Um, do do you think you'll be ready to go back to your room tonight?
6: No. Like, I can. I will, if you want me out of your hair, but it's still…
5: Lonely. Yeah, me too. The the, the singular Igarans we've met over the last hundred years? Bella, Adi, Subject 35? No wonder they died. They must have been so lonely all the time. I think I could die of it if you put me in a sensory deprivation tank right now.
6: That's going to fade too. Human minds aren't designed for company, so... So it's got to reset to factory setting sooner or later. And... As soon as the pheromone clears our system... Right.
5: (sighs) Okay. Are we watching The Princess and the Tardigrades? Or Hieronymus Ching and The Last Falcon?
6: Princess and the Tardigrade.
5: Mm, it got terrible reviews. You have terrible taste.
6: I have amazing taste. You just like detective movies because you fancy yourself an amateur sleuth.
5: Yeah, well, you only like cartoons because, um...
6: Because my nephew likes them. Yeah. Sue me. Sorry. Don't be a dick. Hit play already. Someday when this
4: is all a blur, I'll see a photograph.
0: What's and that? You like
3: it. I'm feeling better.
1: I am trying to fly this, and I swear to God if you don't shut the fuck up.
3: <laughs> I, you never used to talk to me like that.
1: We can skip that. We can skip all that. You're not him. He's not you. I don't know why you picked this shape when last time- Are you, um, did you- Did I what?
3: What well, you told me- Last time was the last time. It's not that I object to all the party drugs per se, but anything you get from the Pellegrini Twins is bound to be cut with, like, furniture polish.
1: It was one time! I was 18! I'm just saying, if
3: you flew your ship into an asteroid because of the Pellegrini Twins,
1: I would be very sad. If I choose to fly my ship into an asteroid, that's my business, not yours.
3: Unless you do it right now,
1: I'm not gonna do it at all. I know. Why'd you bring it up? Because I care about you.
3: Because I care what happens to you. (sighs) I care about you. I always have.
1: I need you to focus. You are not him. You are an alien, I shot with a Pasithea gun, and now you're frozen like this forever, unless you do exactly what I say.
3: I thought you said you hadn't taken drugs.
1: Ugh. Where are we going? Back to the ship.
3: Oh, good. I'm getting hungry.
1: Don't get too excited. First, I have to hand you over to my terrible captain.
3: Your captain? But aren't you- Sophie, what happened?
1: What's the last thing you remember?
3: I... I don't... We weren't speaking to each other. Why weren't we speaking to each other?
1: I was still a soldier. And you were still an asshole. Right. Well, I
3: tried and tried to get in touch with you.
1: (laughs) No, you didn't. You're just saying what I want to... You're just saying what I want to hear.
3: Why would you want to hear I tried to call you?
1: (laughs) Jane would probably say masochism. I
3: always forget how beautiful it is. A nebula is just dust and gas and gravity, but it's still a miracle. I think you told me that. I have this memory of us on our backs on the grass of the commons. Nothing much happened, but... I think I'll remember it forever.
1: Do you know what it was like?
3: On the grass of the...
1: Was it quick? Did it hurt?
3: Sophie, what? Was he scared? You're scaring
1: Did he know it was me? What are you talking about? Stop asking questions.
5: And that's how Compound Q could be incorporated into our existing work, to frankly incredible effect. Our next step has to be synthesizing Compound Q, obviously, because we won't actually have access to and donors, and we'd want to manufacture more Compound Q than donors could provide anyway. We'd like to partner with Dr. Williams' team in Faria to work on that synthesis.
4: Well, well, well. I have to say, Doctor, I am impressed. This is astounding work, and after just a few months of research...
5: We couldn't have done it without your support, Director Moon.
4: How on earth did you stumble on this fascinating hypothesis?
5: Dr. Moreau has been assisting me in getting up to speed on the basics of xenobiology, which, as you know, I've never formally studied. As they did so, we realized the potential of Compound Q as it connects to our current work.
4: Astounding. I love it. You do. Of course I do! This is the most promising avenue of research you've trotted onto since you got here. I am thrilled. This is why we hired you, Dr. Gonzalez. Great. So, don't you worry about the ethical concerns. It's going to be a thorny little tangle, but we'll get you there. The Well, obviously we can't go robbing any Edgar and Graves to get a hold of some compound Q, now can we?
5: Obviously not.
4: No, we'll need to negotiate with one of the anatomical museums. And you know, what they do with Egaran specimens is so heavily regulated. We might actually need to contact the Egora and renegotiate the 84 Treaty.
5: That... that sounds complicated.
4: Oh, it is. You've given me a delightful little political puzzle to solve, but don't you fret? Your job is science, and you are doing it brilliantly. My job is persuading the people in charge that they want to let you do your job.
5: Sorry, uh... How long do you think it's going to take to acquire some Compound Q? Oh,
4: I think there's every chance that we could move forward within two years.
5: Two years?
4: Well, I would say one, but it's an election year, so Hal will be a little preoccupied until that's all over and done with. Uh,
5: that That's absurd. Uh, that's... Listen, I understand that institutions belonging to the PSA are bound by the 84 Treaty, but... The University of Santa Pedra also has an Egerin specimen. I I know you've read my files, so you know that there were Egerin subjects used in the unofficial trials conducted in Santa Viola last year. I know relations with Cassandra are strained at present, but, but surely we could negotiate with them. You could negotiate with them. To what end? to acquire some compound q which will let us test our theory and possibly begin actually producing a pasathea cure within a few months rather than a few years
4: dr gonzalez you're suggesting that the Allied Scientific Division of the Planetary Strategic Alliance should contact an unethical little freak show from an unaffiliated backwater and go against the spirit of our own treaty with an alien race in order to conduct scientific research on the body of a dubiously obtained extraterrestrial without their family's consent or even knowledge? That would be. unwise, wouldn't you say?
5: We haven't been able to effectively communicate with Egerins for a hundred years, their warnings about the others notwithstanding. If Dr. Moreau's theory regarding compound Q is correct, the reason for that breakdown in communication could be our inability to engage with lifeforms experiencing the effect of compound Q. In two years, after you cut through all the red tape, how exactly do you plan on asking them for their help?
4: That is an important question, Dr. Gonzalez. I'm so glad I'm not the person who will have to answer it. We've got Xenolinguists who so I'm sure will be more than happy to team up and learn more about your and Dr. Moreau's little theory.
5: And in the meantime, we're... what? Just supposed to wait and trust that no one currently using Pasithea as a protection against the others will misuse it? Trust Cassandra and Rain of Valencia to keep producing it and only use it as directed? I don't think you realize how urgent this is.
4: I'm gonna level with you. You've been an incredibly lucky girl. The press has adored you so far.
5: Last year, a man heard an interview I gave and then hid in my closet with a knife.
4: Mm, that's the public, not the press. Your little trick with the telescope? That worked for you. Partially because you were right, but partially because it was such a good story. The tarnished war hero. The criminal with the heart of gold. There are things that go bump in the night. Jane Gonzalez does unethical research that has the potential to kickstart an intergalactic conflict. That's not a very good story, kiddo.
5: I don't care about the story. I care about the work.
4: That's adorable. Alright, I think we're done here. Really very good work. This could win you a McKinley. It really could. Director. Ta ta for now.
6: You've got your. Scrambler turned on. Yep, we're good. Told you. You did still stings, huh? I
5: can't believe this is boiling down to image. The PSA didn't ask the Egerins for consent to keep those bodies in stasis back in 84. They had no way to communicate except for actions. They just left the bodies on a moon waiting to see if the Egerins would come get them and then retrofitted a bunch of interplanetary regulations to fit whatever they wanted to do, which was perform a dissection and then keep the bodies for study in scientific institutions. The only difference between them and us is that we're employed by the wrong branch of the ASD.
6: That, and they never wanted us to succeed in the first place.
5: At least our unethical alien dissection might eventually result in us being able to explain and ask their forgiveness someday.
6: Did you hear what I said, kiddo?
5: If you start calling me kiddo, I'm going to scream.
6: You have a baby face. That's what that's about. It's hard for people to resist.
5: Yeah, yeah, you're right. She wanted us useless, so she's making sure we'll stay useless.
6: Right. Except...
5: We've got a whole untapped gland full of compound Q and stasis under your bed right now.
6: We have to figure out a better solution than this. Can your shady Cassandrin contacts take the body back and leave us with the limbic juice?
5: Maybe. God, I wish we really could work with Williams and Faria. I guess we could still talk to them about it, find out what their thoughts are, even if it's all hypothetical. It might convince Moon that we're still at a loss, anyway. How do we successfully throw her off while we keep doing the actual
6: work? That's not the question. It isn't? Nope. We're smart people, and we've figured out the hard part already. Between the two of us, maybe we'll be able to come up with the whole cure under my bed. But we can't manufacture it. You need a facility for that. Money, material... The question isn't how do we make the cure. It's how do we make enough of it.
5: We could go public again. I have plenty
6: of media contacts. (laughs) No. Moon was right about this looking bad. I think... I think I need to make a call.
1: Okay. I don't know why I'm doing this, but it seems like there should be some kind of record or... Hello, let me start over. This is Lieutenant Sophie Green aboard the Ardent. I have custody of an Other. Captain Dunn commands the Ardent and he... Doesn't
3: know about it.
1: What did I say? Sit in the corner. And what are you doing?
3: Not sitting in the corner?
1: But Sophie, come
3: on. If there's another here... I mean, I'm still not convinced that's the case, but... Let's say you're right. Your captain... Should probably know about it.
1: We just got back. He'll storm in those doors in ten seconds.
3: Lieutenant Green, you have the fucking gall!
1: Or less.
2: Who is that? Uh,
1: this is, um, Evelyn Glass. He's no one. And you're?
2: Lieutenant Green, a word in the hallway.
1: <sighs> That's another. I shot it with my Pasathea gun, so it thinks it's my... It thinks it's human? We have to turn around right now and take it back to the PSA.
2: How do I know this isn't... your lie?
1: For fuck's sake! I know he looks all cute and innocent now, but an hour ago he was a flesh-eating monster. The others are real, Captain. I don't know how to make you... You don't want to believe me. That's fine.
2: Call Moon. Director Moon? Lieutenant, Director Moon has better things to do than to take any calls from me. And even if she would, What makes you think I would ever disgrace myself like that on your say-so? No. What you did is you found this poor boy on that ship you were so hell-bent on saving. He's clearly suffering from shock. You saw your chance, bundled him up, and brought him back here to try to make a fool out of me. I'm sorry, Lieutenant Green. These theatrics might have worked for you once upon a time when you only had the Cassandrins to answer to. But I think it's time to admit that game is up. Issue the boy a uniform. He can work in the mess hall. Captain! That's enough! If any of what you were saying were true, I would have heard through the proper channels years ago. You and the Medeans were a little too good at tearing each other apart. You had to be stopped, and then you had to be brought in line. Someone told you a scary story. You've been lied to, you've been outmaneuvered, and you've fallen into a trap.
1: You took the words right out of my mouth. Turn this ship around. Right now. Turn this ship around or my contact will spill your secret everywhere. Bullshit. I didn't want to do it this way, but some people are just too stupid to save themselves. I recorded you. What I do in the privacy of my own cabin, etc., etc. You could try to spin it, but your commanding officers will probably make you come back to the PSA to spin it to their faces. Take it from me. I have some experience.
2: There is no recording.
1: Oh, if only wishing made it so.
2: The recording could be doctored my word over yours.
1: You're right. I do have a history with leaked recordings and with the media. Let's both sit down with Eleanor Lopez and see who she likes better.
2: That boy in there has had a traumatic experience, and you're making it worse to feel your own twisted agenda. There's something very wrong with you.
1: (laughs) You may be right. Look, trust me or not, at this point I don't really give a fuck. We're going back to the PSA either way.
2: Lieutenant Salazar, turn the ship around.
6: Joe. Josephine, did you hear me?
7: That's a hell of a story, Georgie. It's true. Oh, I know it's true. We've got more people than you with their ears to the ground. But still, holy shit, Jane Gonzalez does it again. Not by herself, she didn't. Yeah, yeah, you're brilliant. You're amazing. Nice work. Still, she makes Pasithea. She unmakes Pasithea, she makes it again, and now she unmakes it again. What a fucking resume. Fangirl on your own time, Joe. Don't call me Joe. Don't call me Georgie. You are my baby cousin, and I'm your motherfucking handler, so I can call you Georgie, actually. You're not my handler. Well, you called me, so for today, I am... Whatever. Okay. Okay, business. So, Ho is determined to tie you up with red tape until the best moment for the PSA. Or, you know, for Vivian Ho. It's pronounced How. Like I said, Ho. She's made a whole career of fear-mongering. I'm not surprised that she'd rather beat us into a fever pitch of terror for a few more years and let us and Cassandra tear each other a few more holes in the meantime before she magically produces a cure. And we've got an illegal alien specimen stashed in my hotel room. Believe me, I didn't forget about it. Well, okay. How much of the work can you covertly copy and send to me? Is this the kind of thing that lives in your head, or are you going to need to wait a few months to get it on the record before you steal the lab book? Most of the real work is still unofficial.
6: I told you, Gonzalez has been very helpful. It's all in a... <clears> hmm. <throat> Very portable format. I can send it to you tomorrow.
7: Excellent. Okay, that makes things easier. So, how do you want to play it? Poison? Tragic shuttle accident. Falling anvil? What? No, I told you before. That's off the table. Well, we can't leave Gonzalez alive. What if she changes her mind again and finds a way to unmake her cure? That's not how it works. Georgie, come on. You know what's at stake here. We don't know how many Medeans were dosed with Pasithea last year. We don't know how many of us are being dosed as we speak. You're telling me you figured out a cure. Well, we need it. We need it now. And that means not letting the PSA or Cassandra or Vivian Ho or Jane Gonzalez stop us.
6: Jane wouldn't stop us. Jane... Gonzales wants Pasithea gone as badly as we do. She's helping us. She wanted me to make this call. She knows Medea is the only place with the facilities and the desire to let her produce the cure.
7: She's on board here. Well, she is now. But she's a wild card. You know Leo doesn't like wild cards outside of a firefight. She's not a wild card. I understand her. You're not on Nemea because you're a good judge of people, Georgie. You're on Nemea because you're a good fucking scientist. I'm the one who's the good judge of people. Mostly. Jane Gonzalez is not a threat to us. She could be a
6: powerful ally. She is a powerful ally. (laughs) Well...
7: Josephine... Okay. If you're sure. There's always another option. Bring her back with you. We'll do a citizenship ceremony. Have her kiss Leo's ring. Two Medean scientists developing a Pasithea cure? What could be more natural than that? That... that could work. Thank you, Joe. The things I do for you. Anything else? No, I'll... I'll talk to her. Keep me posted.
5: What the hell was that?
6: That was Josephine.
5: Josephine Crooks.
6: She's my cousin. She's connected.
5: I I thought she was just the Medean Sophie. A pilot.
6: She is. She's that, and she's... Well, her clearance is higher than mine. Yeah, I got
5: that. Poison? A a falling anvil? Jesus
6: Christ! I think she was joking about the anvil. I'm sorry if I didn't find her threat to murder me. particularly funny. I wouldn't let anyone murder you.
5: Not now that you've mind melted with me, you wouldn't? Would you have before?
6: No. Probably not. Cold comfort, George. You're not even going to consider it? Look, I know your sensibilities are ruffled, but take the goddamn offer seriously. We go to Medea, you become a Medean citizen, and we could be producing the cure by summer. Through Medeans? At first, obviously. But then... nothing. I'm not doing it. What? I I am done working for people who don't value human life. Oh my god, that's... On the level of planets, Jane, nobody does. You can't. Stop talking down to me, please. I know you know this because that's what you used to say to Evelyn back when you were trying to argue him out of his- Oh wow,
5: no. You don't get to do that. You don't know
6: me. That is categorically false. We're literally writing a paper on how that is categorically false.
5: The compound Q is a shortcut to understanding. It's not free license to use my dead best friend against me. That's not what I meant. Uh, I
6: know. I know that's not what you meant. Will you at least think about it? Sure. Sure, I'll think about it. George. George. Moreau.
5: Leave me alone to think about it, please.
6: You're sure? Yeah. Okay.
5: Hi, Sophie. I know I just left you a message earlier, and usually we go back and forth, but... Things are a little strange here. Not... not bad. Not yet. I don't think. Um... Things are complicated here. Scientifically complicated. Politically complicated. Ethically complicated. Um, Interpersonally complicated. I I would explain, but, um, it's a lot. A lot of things have happened. Things just seem to keep happening, don't they? Okay, yeah, explaining. Okay, yeah, explaining is too hard. Let me just... Have you ever bonded with someone really hard in the middle of a really stressful situation and then suddenly the adrenaline cuts out and then you look at the person you've been pouring out your heart to and you have no idea who they are? University was like that for me. First with the people in Raleigh's advanced classes and then with everyone in the lab. Like... I learned things about Eurydice's marriage that I'm pretty sure her husband didn't know. I told Isabel things I'd never told anyone, and Clara wanted half the lab in her wedding party. Henrik and Nathan started having an affair. Both left their partners for each other during the war, and then split up as soon as we were all declared traitors to the crown. They were trapped in the Queen's palace, with only their co-conspirators and the Queen's guard to talk to, and they fully stopped talking to each other for a few months. Like, first we we cut off the stress of constantly working on Pasithea because we decided to give it up, and then the stress of actively committing treason kind of fell away with the consequences, and then we just had a few months of doing nothing. Sleeping. Eating. Not listening to the radio. Not calling home. It was boring, and I think we had a collective adrenaline crash. And one day we all woke up and... Realized we were strangers to each other all at once. Just strangers caught in the same disaster. Have you ever been to Medea? I mean, I know you've saw Medea a lot during the war, but before that, did, did you visit when we were kids? I I've never been. I've never been anywhere before this. But we share more languages, more art, more DNA, more history with Medea than we do with the rest of the BSA. I'm not trying to be condescending. I'm trying to... Ray Aurelio was the Median director's second cousin. I know he was a planetary leader assassinated on foreign soil, but he also died at his great-grandmother's house. Do you think it would be worse to wake up one day and realize that someone you thought you knew, down to your core, was a stranger? An, an enemy? Or... Would it be worse to wake up and and realize that you've been recognizing yourself in an enemy all along? Oh my god, I'm sorry. I am rambling here. (laughs) My thoughts are disorganized. I am being too indulgent with hypotheticals. In my defense, this is the quietest my brain has been all week. The science is hmm, still going well. We've just had a setback. I'll figure something out. Call me when you get this.
1: Hi. I'm sorry. I don't know what time it is where you are. Call me back later. Or not. This is just... I... never mind. Never mind. I've just been thinking about what you said. (laughs) I've been thinking a lot about what you said.
8: What did I say, Sophie?
1: Jesus! I mean, fuck! Sorry, Father Schaefer. I didn't think you were... on.
8: I'm on. What did I say to you?
1: You said... (laughs) I mean, you said a lot of things, and that's good. It was a good, um, discussion. But mainly it was how you said that you didn't help people delude themselves. Most people would say lie to themselves, but you said that, delude. And I've been thinking about that because that's... A lie doesn't always stick unless you believe it, but a delusion, there's belief automatically baked into that one. And what if you're suddenly forced to, um, question...
8: Are you having a crisis of faith?
1: (laughs) No. No. No offense, but I'm basically on autopilot going to you... Sorry, Father, I don't actually think I believe in the whole... I don't know. Maybe I do. Sometimes. It's a habit. It's comforting to think there's a net under your tightrope. I don't know what I believe in, but that's nothing new. I understand. What is new is... I learned something recently that...
8: What did you learn?
1: Yeah, okay. I'm just gonna. So, I'm just gonna. So, a little while ago, I learned that I was given Pasathea powder during the war. I asked for it to take away a specific memory, and I recently learned what that memory was. Or, I guess I didn't learn what the memory was, I learned what the thing was. The event that had a memory attached to it that was so fucked up that I guess the only way I could move on and, you know, live was to have it removed. And before I knew for sure what it was, there were a million things it could have been. I was pretty sure it had to be something horrifying, even though I have a pretty strong stomach for horrifying things. But also, you know, it was war. It could have been anything. The smallest thing, like a shred of lettuce. It didn't have to make sense. Except, do you remember the Selita del Sol?
8: Yes, of course. A terrible tragedy. Yeah. Sophie?
1: You heard my confession, but it was incomplete, and I have to... There's this fucking rock in my chest. (sighs) Oh god, I think I'm going to be sick. (laughs)
8: Where are you right
1: now? (laughs) On a ship.
8: Are you alone on the ship?
1: Ha, no. If only, no. And I'm standing in a storage cube right now because there's no fucking privacy.
8: And where is this ship going?
1: I can't tell you that, I'm sorry.
8: That's fine. That's fine. Are you feeling better? (sighs) Yeah. You don't have to tell me what you learned, if it's not the right time. Or you don't have to tell me all of it.
1: I do have to. I do have to. I gave you the wrong impression last time, and I have to correct it.
8: The wrong impression of what? Of
1: me! The wrong impression of me! We weren't talking about paint swatches and candy corn! I killed my friend.
8: You killed your
1: friend? Boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, friend, Evelyn Glass. He was with the Salita Del Sol and he died. I'm the reason everyone started firing. I fired too. He's dead. I killed him.
8: You fired and struck him.
1: I don't know. I have no idea, but who the fuck cares? If it weren't for me, he'd still be alive. Let's say yes.
8: Let's not say yes unless you know for sure. You may be the reason he's dead. Although I don't believe it's possible to know that for Sure.
1: Sure. Fine. He could have been hit by a surface craft, or choked on a peach, or gotten infected paper cuts from making one too many stupid protest signs, but that is not what happened.
8: Exactly. Let's stick to what we know. Oh. You had a hand in the situation of his death.
1: The worst part is I wasn't even surprised. Not really. When I found out, I felt like I was dying, but I wasn't... that part was missing. Of course. Of course this is what it was. Of course. What else could it be? Oh no. Oh fuck. Oh fuck! What is it? I have to- I'm sorry. You have to hang up. I have to call someone else. Sophie. No, really. I have to go. What if he tells her that I know? He probably already- I am such a fucking- what is wrong with me?
8: Slow down. Breathe. We can talk about penance.
1: (sighs) Okay, fine. Yes. Maybe some other-
8: (laughs) And absolution.
1: What? No, I... What? No. That's the problem. This is unforgivable. Jane. How... forgot that his eyes were I forgot the way he used to look at me like I was full of shit but also like I had like a light he said that he said and I never fucking did but that didn't matter or I don't know I've got I've got an other here and it looks like him I guess on some level I do remember how his eyes used to be because how else would this other be looking at me like Is this what it was like for you? He's just so real, but I know. I know he's dead. I know how he died. I can't. I can't. I can't. Jane. How can you look at me?
0: How can you even look at me? (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Pasathea Powder. This was episode 19 Unforgivable. Tune in next time to see what happens with Sophie and the other and what Jane and Moreau cook up next. Lieutenant Sophie Green was portrayed by Jackie Hedeman, and Dr. Jane Gonzalez was portrayed by Molly Olguin. Alyssa Park was Lieutenant Salazar and Brandon Wynn was Captain Dunn. DJ Silvis was Father Schaefer. George Moreau was voiced by Tim Briggs. Director Moon was voiced by Lauren Grace Thompson. And the voice of the computer was Cade Lebron. Ren Mojica was Josephine Crooks. And Ian Andrews was the voice of the other. Narration by Your Favorite Espionage Ring. Original music by Annie Moriando. If you've enjoyed our little story, we hope you'll tell your friends about us and rate and review us on iTunes. You can find us on your favorite podcast player. You can also find us on Twitter at Pasithea Powder, or on our website, Pasatheapowder.com, where show scripts are available. To help us do what we do best, please consider becoming a patron. For bonus content and to support production costs, find us on Patreon, or to make a one-time donation, visit our Ko-fi. The pacithea powder was created by Bad Wine Productions. Dr. Gonzalez and Lieutenant Green will return in episode 20, Omicron. (laughs) You want to join our troop? You want to join our troop?
1: I do if that's acceptable.
2: That's more than acceptable. That's fantastic. Let me be the first to officially welcome you to the caravel traveling Out of the
6: way, moon glass coming through. Hey, move your feet. You're standing on the hem of the general's coat. What is
8: death? But the next stage in our paradise?
2: I uh I'm explaining it badly, aren't I?
4: This is all very different from what I was expecting.
5: For heroes are not meant to be forged through destiny. Were you admiring my perpetual motion wheels here? I've got big plans for these bad boys.
1: For months now, I've been searching for a way to serve a greater purpose. And I think
4: with
0: you, I've found it. Trust me, Leona. The troop is
2: gonna love you.
0: Starfall, a fantasy audio drama. Premiering July 23rd. I think I understand that.